Father, righteous one, your beloved son prayed that his disciples in every generation might be one as you and he are one. Look upon this assembly gathered in his name. Fulfill in us the prayer of Jesus and crown our celebration of this Paschal season with your spirit's gift of unity and love. Grant this through Jesus Christ, the firstborn from the dead, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Stephen, moved by the Spirit of God, proclaimed the good news of Christ. And that angered some of the Jewish leaders who rose up against him and stoned him to death. Listen for the similarities of Stephen's death to the death of Jesus. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Standing before the high priest and the council, Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears, and with a loud shout, all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down, cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep in the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage, the author of the book of Revelation presents a mystical apparition of the return of Christ. Longed for and bringing peace and hope to a broken world. Come, Lord Jesus. A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, heard a voice saying to me, See, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. To repay each according to their work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginnings and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they will have the right to the trees of life, and they may enter the city by the gates. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let everyone who hears say, come, oh. and let everyone who is thirsty 
come. Let anyone who wishes to take the water of life as a gift, the one who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Listen to this reading. It comes from the Gospel according to John. Jesus looked up to heaven and he prayed. Holy Father, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are one in me, and I am one in you, may they also be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Oh, Father, I desire that those whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, so that I may be in them. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm going to stay up here today in case some of you really get offended by what I have to say and you brought tomatoes and well and I just thought this would be the ideal place for me to stand if you did bring tomatoes I could throw them back but We listen today to what is known as the priestly prayer of Jesus. It's the prayer he prays for his disciples and for us 
at the Last Supper. It's a powerful prayer. John's gospel would have us get quiet and enter these words of Jesus to allow his prayer to become our prayer. Father, let the love with which you have loved me be in them, and I be in them. This priestly prayer is a prayer in which you and I are united to Jesus and to the Father as well as to one another. This is our prayer. And it's a prayer for unity. And in this year, this time in 2022, it's a broken-hearted prayer, isn't it? Our world is broken and disunited. We watch the news, we read the paper, we see one another, and we recognize that we are not one, and that the disunity that plagues our world it brings death and sadness and robs us of peace. Ours is a violent world. A world in which the rich and the powerful lord it over the lives of the poor and the destitute. What that must be like to be poor and destitute. Recent events have highlighted the divisions in our country and our society. Should abortions be banned to show respect for life? Well, then how about capital punishment? How should gun ownership be controlled to put an end to the horrible violence some inflict on others? I really admire Steve Kerr, the coach of the San Francisco Warriors what he said after a game, maybe it was before a game, is powerful. What should we do? What can be done about the inadequate health care that the poor are available or made available to are in our country? Should Nancy Pelosi be banned from receiving the Eucharist while some people who make millions of dollars manufacturing destructive weapons are allowed and welcomed at the table of the Lord? Should the owners of companies that destroy God's creation 
be accepted and welcome at the Lord's table. In wrestling with this prayer text from John's gospel, and I'm telling you, I wrestled with it, and I'm telling you that it pinned me at least once or twice. I was reminded of the divisions that gasp exist in our Good Shepherd Parish. In many ways, we are divided. Our founding pastor, Father Bender, was a mentor for me. And when he was getting ready to retire, he really wanted me to succeed him as pastor here at Good Shepherd. And I was excited about that. I realized that Good Shepherd was founded as a, as a parish that was based on the teachings of the Second Vatican Council. And I'm into that. I could live with that. But when I did come here as pastor, I'll never forget, it was about three weeks into my being here, one of my good friends, a priest who served here in State College, I won't tell you who he is, I'll just say he was the Monsignor pastor at uh, Our Lady of Victory, <laughs> who's now in St. Michael, St. Michael. But anyway, Dave said, Charlie, his name was Dave, he said, Charlie, the folks, some of the folks here in State College because this is a university town, are sure that their way is the only way, that their thoughts are the only thoughts that matter, that their approach is the only approach that should count. And they insist on having their way. It wasn't much, long, much longer after that that I got into trouble with the music ministry. They have tomatoes, let me know. I was noticing that very often the people in the music ministry at that time were really about performance. And I insisted, as the way I was taught, is that music ministers are to lead the prayer of the assembly, not to perform. These guys are good at leading us. But for the longest time, it was, I know at least three weeks, I had this running discussion about leading the assembly in prayer. Well, some of the musicians got upset with me. And when people disagree with the pastor and, and get upset, they leave the parish. We operate on a, on a pattern that says it's my way or the highway. We operate here very often 
on a pattern that says your way is the through way out. Before he died, Father Bender had plans for the building of the addition to our parish plant. He saw the need for a, a place for classes and a place for the parish to meet, a kitchen. He saw all of that. And he died leaving me the work to work with the consulting parties and build the new addition. We worked hard. And I feel for those folks who uh, were on that committee, they taught me, they taught me to understand, uh, what do you call those, not anachronisms, but were just initials? Acronyms. I started understanding construction acronyms. It was an amazing miracle. But as we completed the work, there were people in the parish community who decided it was wrong, that we didn't need the facility for education, that what we had was good enough. And they were quite insistent. I remember a meeting just before we were ready to dedicate that building that they said, we shouldn't have built it. A little late then. But I'll never forget there was a guy from the parish who took me aside one Saturday evening after Mass, took me into the gathering space where that lower level is, and he said, This was a mistake. My daughter is an architect. And she said this was a terrible, terrible mistake. What we should do is bring in some dirt and fill that in. I wanted to tell him that my niece is an architect, a graduate of Penn State, and she thought the design was wonderful. I don't think quickly enough sometimes. This guy and his wife were so upset, they too stopped coming to church here. And then there was, after Mass one Sunday morning, a lady came up to me and said, I want to ask you to stop singing in church. Your singing distracts me. I wanted to say to her, well, honey, when I'm singing, I'm praying, and when I'm praying, I'm singing, and that's just the way it is. Well, as you know, I didn't stop singing. Neither have you. And that woman no longer comes to Mass here. My way or the highway. I bring this up today, it's, I, it sounds self-serving, and I'm sorry if it does, and I'm sorry ahead of time if you feel that this is a self-serving homily. 
I bring this up today because in the gospel we meet Jesus who calls us to be one. How is it that we allow our opinions to to be more important to us than, than the unity for which Jesus prayed? I'll admit, I, I, I sin against unity as much as anybody. But this gospel is a challenge. A challenge for us to recognize that Our unity together is more important than your opinion and my opinion. It's not fair that when we disagree, we just don't come back with the community anymore. In the gospel reading today, we pray with Jesus. We pray that his prayer for unity, unity with the Father, unity in the Spirit, and unity together becomes the source and the center of our lives, as is the Eucharist we share at that table. Communion means to be one with. And when we share communion, we are in fact saying, Our unity is really more important than my opinion. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.